Good morning. Let's begin our service by singing hymn number 108. Here, O my Lord, I'd see thee face to face. Here would I touch and handle things unseen. Here grasp with firmer hand the eternal grace, and all my weariness upon thee lean. Hymn number 108.
scriptural will be given by Nancy from New Jersey. John, labor not for the meat which perisheth, but for that meat which endureth unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you. For him hath God the Father sealed. For the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me hath everlasting life. I am the bread, that bread of life. Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which cometh down from heaven, that a man may eat thereof and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. Whosoever eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. And as the living Father hath sent me, and I live by the Father, so he that eateth me, even he shall live by me. Let us now have a moment of silent prayer and follow with the Lord's Prayer and its spiritual interpretation as given in the Christian Science textbook. Our Father, which art in heaven, our Father, Mother, God, all harmonious. Hallowed be thy name. Adorable One, thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom is come. Thou art ever present. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Enable us to know, as in heaven, so on earth, God is omnipotent, supreme. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us grace for today. Feed the famished affections. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And love is reflected in love. And we 
lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And God leadeth us not into temptation, but delivereth us from sin, disease, and death. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. For God is infinite, all power, all life, truth, love, over all and all. Let's now sing hymn number 151. In speechless prayer and reverence, dear Lord, I come to thee. My heart with love thou fillest, yea, with humility. My bread and wine thou art, with thee I hold communion. Thy presence healeth me, thy presence healeth me. Hymn number 151.
Welcome to the Sunday morning service of the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. We begin every Sunday morning here at 10 a.m. with our roundtable discussion, which is a training session, if you will, in practical Christian science, where we get as much as we can out of this week's lesson. And we had another really good one this morning. So if you missed it, or if you'd like to hear it again, you can find it on our website, plainfieldcs.com, and you can also find it on our YouTube channel. We have a Sunday school for children that meets at 11 a.m. every Sunday. And that Sunday school has its own teleconference number so that children anywhere in the world can attend by a telephone. And in fact, many of our Sunday school students do just that. So if you don't live in the area, and if you have a child of Sunday school age, please call us. We'll give you the number, and we'd be very happy to welcome your child to our Sunday school. Every Wednesday evening at 8.15, we have a testimony meeting where you can hear testimonies of healings and lives literally saved through the study and practice of Christian science. And at all of our services, we have a nursery for infants and toddlers. And one of the articles we are now featuring on our English website is one, it's an excerpt from a book written by Reverend G.A. Kratzer entitled Dominion Within. This is a very excellent excerpt. It's an excellent book, and I recommend it highly. Dominion Within by Reverend G.A. Kratzer. And everyone is welcome here. And that includes all of you who are listening and participating from around the world. And now I am going to read from our Christian Science textbook, The Tenets of Christian Science. One, as adherents of truth, we take the inspired word of the Bible as our sufficient guide to eternal life. Two, we acknowledge and adore one supreme and infinite God. We acknowledge his Son, one Christ, the Holy Ghost or divine comforter, and man in God's image and likeness. Three, we acknowledge God's forgiveness of sin in the destruction of sin and the spiritual understanding that casts out evil as unreal. But the belief in sin is punished so long as the belief lasts. Four, we acknowledge Jesus' atonement as the evidence of divine efficacious love, unfolding man's unity with God through Christ Jesus, the way-shower. And we acknowledge that man is saved through Christ, through truth, life, and love, as demonstrated by the Galilean prophet in healing the sick 
and overcoming sin and death. Five, we acknowledge that the crucifixion of Jesus and his resurrection served to uplift faith to understand eternal life. Even the allness of soul, spirit, and the nothingness of matter. Six, and we solemnly promise to watch and pray for that mind to be in us, which was also in Christ Jesus, to do unto others as we would have them do unto us, and to be merciful, just, and pure. Okay, we will have a reading of a testimony from Fruitage in Science and Health. When I attempt to make plain what Christian science has done for me, words fail me. For 20 years, I was a constant sufferer, my spine having been injured when I was very young. As a little child, I suffered so much that I would look up to the stars and beg God, who I thought might be up there somewhere, to take me away from the earth. I was so tired. A great wall of pain seemed to separate me from the pleasures enjoyed by others, and I could not explain how I felt, because no one could understand. Years passed, and I saw my earthly happiness swept away. My heart was broken, and I did not know what to do. I cried for help day after day, and night after night, although I was not sure what God was, nor where he was, I only knew that I suffered and was in need of help, and that there was no earthly help for either mind or body. I loved purity, truth, and right always, and this made evil seem a most terrible reality. I was unable to cope with it, and so found myself in despair. This was my condition when I commenced reading Science and Health. I was ready for its message, and in about ten days there came a wonderful insight into the truth which heals the sick and binds up the brokenhearted. All pain left me. I had a glimpse of the new heavens and the new earth and was beginning to be fed by love divine. I had suffered for years with insomnia. That night I rested like a child and awoke the next morning well and happy. A flood of light daily illumined the pages of the little book and the revelation it holds for all came to my waiting heart. The peace which passeth all understanding rested upon me, and joy too deep for words transformed my life. My prayers were answered, for I had found God in Christian science. The Bible, which I knew very little about, became my constant study, my joy, 
and my guide. The copy which I bought at the time of my healing is marked from Genesis to Revelation. It was so constantly in my hands for three years that the cover became worn and the leaves loose. So it had been laid away for a new one. Two and three o'clock in the morning often found me poring over its pages, which grew more and more sacred to me every day. And the help I received therefrom was wonderful, for which I can find no words to express my gratitude. I.L. Los Angeles, California. The lesson sermon for this morning can be found on page four of the Christian Science Quarterly. Subject, Sacrament. The golden text is from Proverbs. The sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord, but the prayer of the upright is his delight. The responsive reading is from Psalms. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from my presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. O Lord, open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. For thou desirest not sacrifice, else would I give it. Thou delightest not in burnt offering, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and heart. O God, Thou wilt not despise. Craig will now read. The Bible, Micah. Wherewith shall I come before the Lord and bow myself before the high God? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves of a year old? Will the Lord be blessed? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams or with ten thousands of rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression? the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul. He hath showed thee, O man, what is good and what the doth the Lord require of thee, but to do justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with thy God. First Kings. Solomon assembled the elders of Israel and all the heads of the tribes, the chief of the fathers of the children of Israel, 
unto King Solomon in Jerusalem, that they might bring up the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord out of the city of David, which is Zion. And all the men of Israel assembled themselves unto King Solomon at the feast in the month of Ethium, which is the seventh month. And all the elders of Israel came, and the priests took up the ark, and they brought up the ark of the Lord, and the tabernacle of the congregation, and all the holy vessels that were in the tabernacle. Even those did the priests and the Levites bring up. And King Solomon and all the congregation of Israel that were assembled unto him were with him before the ark, sacrificing sheep and oxen that could not be told nor numbered for multitude. And the priests brought in the ark of the covenant of the Lord unto the, his place, into the oracle of the house, to the most holy place, even under the wings of the cherubims. For the cherubims spread forth their two wings over the place of the ark, and the cherubims covered the ark and the staves, therefore, the staves thereof above. And they drew out the staves, that the ends of the staves were seen out in the holy place before the oracle, and they were not seen without. And there they are unto this day. There was nothing in the ark save two tablets of stone, which Moses put there at Horeb, when the Lord made a covenant with the children of Israel when they came out of the land of Egypt. And it came to pass, when the priests were come out of the holy place, that the cloud filled the house of the Lord. So the, the priests could not minister because of the cloud. For the glory of the Lord had filled the house of the Lord. Romans. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is a good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Matthew. Now the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the disciples came to Jesus, saying unto him, Where wilt thou that the we prepare for thee to eat the Passover. And he said, Go into the city to such a man, and say unto him, The master saith, My time is at hand. I will keep the Passover at thy house with my disciples. And the disciples did as Jesus had appointed them, and they made ready the Passover. Now when the even was come, he sat down with the twelve. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it, and brake it, and gave it to the disciples, 
and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup, and he gave thanks, and gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it, for this is my blood of the new testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of this fruit of the wine until the day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. John. Then Pilate took Jesus and scourged him. Then delivered he him therefore unto them to be crucified. And they took Jesus and led him away. And he, bearing the cross, went forth into a place called the place of a skull, which is called in the Hebrew, Golgotha, where they crucified him and two other with him, on either side one, and Jesus in the midst. The first day of the week cometh Mary Magdalene early, when it was yet dark unto the sepulchre, and see if the stone taken away from the sepulchre. Jesus saith unto her, Mary, she turned herself and saith unto him, Rabboni, which is to say, Master. Jesus saith unto her, Touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my Father. But go to my brethren, and say unto them, I ascend unto my Father, and your Father, and to my God, and your God. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. So when they had dined, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? He said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He said unto him, Feed my lambs. He said to him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He said unto him, Feed my sheep. He said unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus saith unto him, Feed my sheep. Hebrews Let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually, that is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. But to do good and to communicate, forget not. For with such sacrifices, 
God is well pleased. Amanda from Missouri will now read. I will read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy. The substance of all devotion is the reflection and demonstration of divine love, healing sickness, and destroying sin. Our Master said, If ye love me, keep my commandments. The spiritual essence of blood is sacrifice. The efficacy of Jesus' spiritual offering is infinitely greater than can be expressed by our sense of human blood. The material blood of Jesus was no more efficacious to cleanse from sin when it was shed upon the accursed tree than when it was flowing in his veins as he went daily about his father's business. His true flesh and blood were his life, and they truly eat his flesh and drink his blood who partake of that divine life. The Passover, which Jesus ate with his disciples in the month Nisan, on the night before his crucifixion, was a mournful occasion, a sad supper taken at the close of day, in the twilight of a glorious career with shadows fast falling around. And this supper closed forever Jesus' ritualism or concession to matter. His followers, sorrowful and silent, anticipating the hour of their master's betrayal, partook of the heavenly manna, which of old had fed in the wilderness the persecuted followers of truth. Their bread indeed came down from heaven. It was the great truth of spiritual being, healing the sick and casting out error. Their master had explained it all before, and now this bread was feeding and sustaining them. They had borne this bread from house to house, breaking, explaining it to others, and now it comforted themselves. For this truth of spiritual being, their master was about to suffer violence and drain to the dregs his cup of sorrow. He must leave them. With the great glory of an everlasting victory overshadowing him, he gave thanks and said, Drink ye all of it. When the human element in him struggled with the divine, our great teacher said, not my will, but thine be done. That is, let not the flesh, but the spirit be represented in me. This is the new understanding of spiritual love. It gives all for Christ or truth. It blesses its enemies, heals the sick, casts out error, raises the dead from trespasses and sins and preaches the gospel to the poor, the meek in heart. What a contrast between our Lord's Last Supper 
and his last spiritual breakfast with his disciples in the bright morning hours at the joyful meeting on the shore of the Galilean Sea. His gloom had passed into glory, and his disciples' grief into repentance, heart chastened and pride rebuked. This spiritual meeting with our Lord in the dawn of a new light is the morning meal which Christian scientists commemorate. They bow before Christ's truth to receive more of his reappearing and silently to commune with the divine principle, love. They celebrate their Lord's victory over death, his probation in the flesh after death, its exemplification of human probation, and his spiritual and final ascension above matter, or the flesh, when he rose out of material sight. Our baptism is a purification from all error. Our Eucharist is spiritual communion with the one God. Our bread, which cometh down from heaven, is truth. Our cup is the cross. Our wine, the inspiration of love. The draught our master drank and commended to his followers. Jesus' last proof was the highest, the most convincing, the most profitable to his students. The malignity of brutal persecutors, the treason and suicide of his betrayer, were overruled by divine love to the glorification of the man and of the true idea of God, which Jesus' persecutors had mocked and tried to slay. The final demonstration of the truth which Jesus taught and for which he was crucified opened a new era for the world. Those who slew him to stay his influence perpetuated and extended it. Jesus rose higher in demonstration because of the cup of bitterness he drank. Human law had condemned him, but he was demonstrating divine science. Out of reach of the barbarity of his enemies, he was acting under spiritual law in defiance of matter and mortality, and that spiritual law sustained him. The divine must overcome the human at every point. The science Jesus taught and lived must triumph over all material beliefs about life, substance, and intelligence, and the multitudinous errors growing from such beliefs. Love must triumph over hate. Truth and life must seal the victory over error and death before the thorns can be laid aside for a crown, the benediction follow, well done, good and faithful servant, and the supremacy of spirit be demonstrated. Are all who eat bread and drink wine in memory of Jesus willing truly to drink his cup, take his cross, and leave all for the Christ principle? 
then why ascribe this inspiration to a dead right instead of showing by casting out error and making the body holy, acceptable unto God, that truth has come to the understanding. If Christ, truth, has come to us in demonstration, no other commemoration is requisite, for demonstration is Emmanuel, or God with us. And if a friend be with us, why need we memorials of that friend? If all who ever partook of the sacrament had really commemorated the sufferings of Jesus and drunk of his cup, they would have revolutionized the world. If all who seek his commemoration through material symbols will take up the cross, heal the sick, cast out evils, and preach Christ or truth to the poor, the receptive thought they will bring in the millennium. This being the communion service, I would like to invite everyone to kneel in prayer and join with me in the Lord's Prayer.
Let's now sing hymn number 300. The words of this hymn are by Mary Baker Eddy. Saw ye my Savior, heard ye the glad sound, felt ye the power of the word. Twas the truth that made us free and was found by you and me in the life and the love of our Lord. Hymn number 300.
Let's now sing hymn number 269. Our God is love, unchanging love, and can we ask for more? Our prayer for love's increase is vain, t'was infinite before. Ask not the Lord with breath of praise for more than we accept. The open fount is free to all. God's promises are kept. Hymn number 269.
I will read from the Christian Science textbook, The Scientific Statement of Being, and the correlative passages from 1 John, 3rd chapter. There is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter. All is infinite mind and its infinite manifestation, for God is all in all. Spirit is immortal truth. Matter is mortal error. Spirit is the real and eternal. Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God, and man is his image and likeness. Therefore, man is not material. He is spiritual. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. Grace be with all them that love our Lord Jesus Christ in sincerity. Amen.